0: Enjoy the message. Good morning. Welcome once again. We're so glad that you're with us. My name is Nestor Flores and I want to welcome everybody especially today. I want to send a special greeting to those of you who connect with us and you don't live near any of our campuses. Maybe you live hours away or states away or even countries away. We are so honored that you would choose us and allow us to be able to bless and speak God's Word into your life. Well this week we are getting ready for Thanksgiving? I don't know if you're ready, but I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving. Uh, In fact, I I want us to start with a little bit of fun today. I want to ask you, if you're online, would you comment on there what your favorite food or side dish or dessert of Thanksgiving is? Mine, my number one is pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie, and it's followed by ham. I'm not much of a turkey guy, but I do love pumpkin pie and ham. Well, let's pray, and then we're going to get into God's Word, and in of Thanksgiving, I want to share a message with you that I've titled A Lesson on Gratitude. Let's go before the Lord. Heavenly Father, we come before you, Father, to declare that we need to hear from you. That we believe that your word is alive and powerful and can transform our lives. Father, you are more precious than silver. You are more, more costly than gold. And you are more beautiful than diamonds, Lord. And that's why we've come to you. Father, transform us we are ready to not only hear your word, but receive your word and live your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You know, this coming Thursday, we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving. And it's a tradition that began back in the year 1621, when the first colonizers arrived in the new world. And uh, Thanksgiving became an official holiday in 1941. And Thanksgiving, as the title says, is a day set aside. Side to give thanks. Now, I know you're probably wondering, well, is there anything to be grateful for in this year, 2020? And I want to tell you that there's a lot, that there's much to be grateful for. And listen, it's important that we as Christians, as people of faith, have grateful hearts, that we practice gratitude because gratitude plays such an important role in our lives. Gratitude is so important more than we often think it is. And the truth is that we're not always grateful, that we don't always feel appreciation, that there isn't always a thanks in our heart towards God. And I think the reason is, is because we fail to see, we fail to credit God for the many ways He blesses us and for the many ways that He is involved and intervenes in our life. You know, it reminds me of a story. It says that a man was sharing with his friends about the time he got lost in the woods. He told them about the fear he felt and the panic that invaded his heart when he couldn't find his way out of the forest. He shared on how he tried everything. And after he tried everything, he finally knelt down and he prayed. And he said, God, would you take me out of this forest? Would you help me? Please help me. Suddenly, one of his friends, listening to his story, raised his voice and said, well, obviously, God must have heard your request. God must have heard your prayer. To which the friend replied, oh, no. Before God could even hear or answer my prayer, the ranger found me and he took me out of the woods. See, this man didn't realize what the way we often fail to realize that God had sent the ranger to get him out of the woods. And many of us, we miss God's involvement. We don't appreciate, we don't develop a heart of gratitude for the many blessings of God in our lives because we often expect God to intervene in our lives with thunder and lightning. Or we expect a strong voice to come out of the, a light when the clouds open up. And we fail to realize that God uses any and many means to bless us. That God uses any and many means to intervene in our life. And that many are subtle. And yes, others are obvious. But the, the truth is that God is very involved in our lives. And you know, we'll often accredit luck or, or chance. Or we'll, we'll take the credit ourselves, our efforts, or our intellect. And we fail to recognize that it is God involved, that it is God providing for our needs, that it is God answering our prayers. And because we fail to do that, we fail to thank him. We fail to have the need to be grateful towards all that he's done. So we need to learn to realize the many blessings that we have received from the Lord. The many ways that he's been involved in working in our lives, protecting us, providing us, guiding us, healing us, taking care of us. Because when we do, well then, then there's going to be more gratitude in our lives. In fact, here's, here's my takeaway. Here's my statement of today. We all have manifestations of God's blessings in our lives all the good things that you have, the Bible tells us that they come from Him. And all of us, no matter who you are, We all have manifestations of God's blessings, of God's goodness in our lives. So what I want to do today is I want to draw your attention to a story that that involves Jesus. And the story illustrates the importance of gratitude. And Jesus gives a lesson to his followers and his followers includes you and me, although it's many, many years later. On, and he gives a lesson on gratitude. Luke 17, 11 through 19 records the story. Let's read it together. It says, as Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, 10 men with leprosy stood at a distance crying out, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Wow, what a wonderful miracle, right? Verse 15. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to that man, that one man that returned out of gratitude, stand up and go, your faith has healed you here we see 10 lepers who called out to Jesus and because they called out to Jesus they were healed now you need to know that that leprosy an interesting fact is that leprosy would affect the vocal cords of those with leprosy so these men to call out and the reason they needed to call out was because individuals with leprosy had to stay away from others they were considered unclean impure so they had to be at a distance so they had to call out to Jesus and to call out because of their leprosy, they needed to make an extra effort to be able to get the attention of Jesus. But yet they raised their voice and, 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 and they got the attention of Jesus. And as they raised their voice and they called to Jesus' attention, they asked for mercy. Now, mercy is a lot like grace mercy is an underserved gift and by crying out and asking for mercy what they were saying what they were acknowledging was that they didn't deserve Jesus's goodness not only did they not deserve his attention they didn't deserve the goodness that Jesus could do for them but yet they were asking for it anyways And see, they're asking for a blessing that they knew that they didn't deserve. How many of you can agree with me, can help me preach that we also need mercy, that there's goodness of God that we don't deserve, that we could never earn. But because of who he is, he has been merciful and good to us and he showered us with blessing. And see, Jesus in in this, in his great mercy, not only hears them, not only does he give their, his attention to them, but he also answers to their mercy. And he orders them to go present themselves to the priest. And see, the, the, the act of a leper coming before a priest was only done when a leper was cleansed. And the importance was that they had to present themselves to a priest because the priest would verify and confirm that they indeed were cleansed. And only after a priest declared them cleansed could they be reintegrated into society. Only then could they go back to their lives. Now, ten called out. Ten obeyed the commandment. All right? Up to this point, it's good. Ten individuals call out as we should. Ten individuals obeyed the commandment. But here's where the story takes an interesting turn. Here's where the point of the story is of the ten, only one returned to thank Jesus. And it is from this one man that we learn a lesson on gratitude. And I want to share with you the importance of gratitude because I believe that Jesus emphasized gratitude because he wanted us to know how important gratitude is in our life. Now, Today, I'm going to share only three points, and I'm going to save the last one for, for our Tuesday evening when we celebrate our Thanksgiving service. If you would like to join us, we want to extend the invitation for you to come join us. We're going to be gathering Tuesday at 7 p.m., and we're going to just give thanks to the Lord, and on this special service, I will share the fourth point. But let me let me share three points today as uh, on, on a lesson on gratitude. First. is that a posture of gratitude, the first thing that we learn is that a posture of gratitude comes from the heart. Gratitude is birth in the heart. Luke 17, 15, and 16 of that story we read, it says one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God, he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. Listen to me, gratitude comes from a good heart ungratefulness comes from a sick bad heart our actions are a reflection of the condition of our heart Surely you're familiar with what Jesus said in Luke 6:45. He said, A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what's in your heart. See, Gratitude comes from a good heart because a good heart appreciates what it has. A good heart values all the blessings that it has received. See, appreciation in our heart is given to, to, to by our heart when we value something, not for the physical value or for the financial value of it, but for the value value that we give it in our heart. Let me explain what I mean by that. If you're a parent, I'm sure your kids have given you a gift that they made with their hands, whether it was a drawing or some kind of craft. They they gave you a gift either for Father's Day, Mother's Day, or Christmas, or whatever day. And see, you value, you treasure that, not because it, it is high in monetary value, But because it has a lot of value in your heart because you love your kids. And that's why gratitude comes from the heart. Because a heart appreciates what it has been done for them and what has been given to them. Reminds me of a story. It says that a husband wanted to do something very special for his wife. So he noticed that his wife often wore a a pearl necklace that was a fake pearl necklace. And these pearls, uh, he wanted to swap them for real pearls. He wanted to give her a necklace of real pearls. So one day he asked his wife if he could have that necklace that he wanted to give her something better, something more real, something genuine. But she refused. And he didn't understand why she wouldn't be willing to swap these fake pearls for real ones. After he continued suggesting and asking her to turn in those pearls, she finally said, she said, see, the reason I don't want to give you that fake necklace is because my mom gave it to me when I was a child. So it means a lot to me, even though they're not real pearls. And see, that's what a a good heart does. It appreciates what it has been given. And because it appreciates it, it has gratitude. This story also reminds me of a joke. It says that a wife told her husband about a dream she had. And in in her dream, she she dreamt that her husband gave her a a necklace of real pearls. The next morning, she told her husband very excited about her dream. And, And she says to her husband, I wonder what this dream means. The husband looks at her and he says, well, you know, who knows? Let's see what happens. The next day, the husband comes home and he's got a gift and it's nicely wrapped with a big bow in it. She gives it to her and she's excited because she thinks that, that the dream meant that her husband was going to give her a necklace of real pearls. When she unwraps the gift, she finds a book and the title of the book was The Meaning of Dreams. <laughs> So don't be like that second husband. You know, giving thanks is not simply an expression of courtesy. Gratitude helps us to examine our hearts so that we can readjust our perspective and recognize and appreciate the many blessings given to us. Second, a posture of gratitude focuses on the one who blesses, not on the blessing. Let me say that again. A posture of gratitude helps us to focus on the one who blesses us, not on the blessing. Verse 14 of that passage tells us that as they were going to present themselves to the priest, that they were healed. Now, you got to imagine the joy they experienced as they were walking and the disease that had plagued them for a long time suddenly was, was leaving them. They had lived in isolation. They had lived marginalized by society. They couldn't work. They couldn't go to church. They couldn't be with their family. They couldn't be in public places. They had to live out in the city. And very likely because of their condition, they had given up on any dreams. They had given up on any hope of living a normal life with their families, of being part of society because their body as days went by was disintegrating, was falling apart. There was no medicine. There was no treatment. There was no cure for their condition. But yet on that day, as they obeyed what Jesus said, their bodies were being healed. And see their bodies are being restored and you got to imagine that for the first time in a long time joy returned to their hearts hope returned to their hearts their dreams for a better future returned to their hearts they could begin to plan they could begin to anticipate good things they had another chance at rebuilding their lives they had another chance at being reconnected to their loved ones what a miracle what a wonder what a incredible thing and you would think that because they realized all this the first thing they would do is to return to glorify and thank the Lord for such a great blessing but the story tells us that that was in the case that that was not what they did that the 10 did not return to Jesus to glorify and thank him that in fact only one of them did In fact, Jesus in verse 17 of Luke 17, that passage, he says, didn't I heal 10 men? He says, why is there only one when I heal 10? And I know what you're probably thinking. Well, what a bunch of ungrateful jerks. How can it be that a person who has received such great blessings from the Lord doesn't return to give him thanks? Well, you want to know why? Someone can receive so much. Someone can be blessed in such a great way and still not be grateful. Here's why. Because their focus is not on the person who blessed them, but on the blessing. And the nine were so busy celebrating their good fortune. They were so busy going about their plans to be reintegrated into society. They were so excited about being reconnected with their families that they forgot about the one who healed them. And they focused more on the blessing that they miss the one who blessed them who was the most important thing. Now, the nine are not the only guilty ones of seeking the blessing more than the one who blessed them. In another occasion, Jesus told the crowds that were following him, look at what he says, what he told them. He says, you want to be with me because I feed you. See, these people were, were, weren't looking for Jesus, for who he was. They, were, they had personal interest and, and they wanted what he could offer them. They didn't want him. Now, isn't that sad? Isn't it sad that many only seek God when they need something from him? When they're in trouble, when they're in a difficult situation, that's when they seek him. But as soon as they're blessed, as soon as their petition is answered, They forget about him and they go about their lives. And the reason they do, the reason we do, is because we fail to have a posture of gratitude. So I want to ask you a question. Are we going to be like the crowd or the nine? Are we going to seek the blessing rather than the Lord himself? Are we only going to seek God when we need something from him? If you don't want to be like the crowd, if you don't want to be like the nine, well, then we need to learn and be attentive to have a posture of gratitude so that we're constantly coming back to the one who blesses us and we don't settle for just the blessing. Let me tell you something. After all, the greatest blessing is not what Jesus can give you. The greatest blessing is Jesus himself. He's the greatest blessing and when you focus on him well then you you have all you need which leads me to our to our third point. A posture of gratitude opens the door to receive more. A posture of gratitude opens the door to receive more. Luke 17 17 through 18 uh, verse 17 it says has no one returned to give glory to God Except this foreigner? Now we've already looked how there were 10 who received healing but only one returned to give thanks and it's interesting that something is mentioned about this one who returned and it is said that he was a foreigner. In some versions it tells us that he was a Samaritan Now, it's important to notice that because there was great hostility between Jews and Samaritans. Samaritans were a mixed breed between Jews and Gentiles. When a Jew would marry a Gentile, they would produce a mixed race known as Samaritan. And, and the Samaritans, for this reason, they were, they were considered inferior. Uh, they, they, were, they weren't very well liked by the Jews. In fact, Jews would have referred to Samaritans as dogs. Now, why do I mention all this? Well, because Jesus extends his mercy and grace to a Samaritan. And by doing that, he shows us once again, that a contrite and humble heart, God does not reject. Even though he was rejected by others, even though the Jews didn't like Samaritans, Jesus didn't reject him. And I want to tell you that no matter who you are, Jesus never rejects you. And see, when you come in a posture of gratitude, not only are you blessed, but a posture of gratitude opens the door to receive even more. What was it more that this Samaritan received? Well, he not only received healing, the Bible tells us that he also received salvation. Look at what Luke seventeen nineteen says. And he told them, meaning Jesus, get up and go on your way. Your faith has what? Saved you. See, this foreigner received salvation. Not only was his body healed, but his soul had been healed. Now, listen to this. Listen to this. Gratitude leads to salvation because when you are grateful, you will continue to go back to Jesus. You won't go back to the things of the world. You won't go back to your old self. You won't go back to the things the world has to offer. Gratitude will keep you going back to Jesus. Jesus. And let me tell you, when you go back to Jesus, He not only gives you healing, He not only gives you salvation, but He gives you everything else. The Bible tells us seek first the kingdom of God, and everything else will be added. And I want to tell you today that your greatest need is not financial, that your greatest need is not relational, that your greatest need is not in your body, that your greatest need is not towards your kids, that your greatest need is not in your career our greatest need is in our soul we need salvation and the only one that can offer salvation is Jesus Christ and if we don't have a heart of gratitude we are going to miss it but when we do gratitude opens the door to so much more there's a fourth point that I want to share but as I've said I'm not going to share it today But I want to invite you to join us on Tuesday for our special Thanksgiving service. We're going to do something special. And on that day, I want to share the fourth point that a posture of gratitude does. But I want to end today by saying that gratitude comes from the heart. Gratitude helps us to focus on the one who blesses us and not on the blessing. But also gratitude opens the door to receive more. So I want to challenge you. I want to ask you, as we get ready to celebrate Thanksgiving, take some time to meditate. Take some time to ponder. Take some time to appreciate all that God has done for you this year. Even in the middle of this pandemic, even in the middle of all the tragic things that are going on in our nation and in the world, there is much that God has done for us. There's many blessings that He showered us with. We hope you enjoyed this message, but before you go, we want to extend an invitation to start a personal relationship with Jesus and declare Him your God. No one loves you like Jesus, and no one will impact your life for good like Jesus will. Would you make the following prayer your prayer? Heavenly Father, I repent of my wrongdoing. I open my heart, and I want to have a personal relationship with you. I trust that Jesus died so I could be forgiven, but He didn't stay dead.